fine-tuning yeah. of the craft. There's no doubt we're, we're, our speech has gotten better, though. Oh, yeah. I was watching a TikTok, and they said normally people or this, this specific individual doesn't watch a yeah. podcast unless it has 100 episodes because at the Makes sense. the 100 episode mark, they begin to learn how to command a podcast, apparently. That's what this guy said. I, I mean, I, I it's commendable. I understand. I command a room wherever I go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I have a tendency to stumble. I mean, stutter. <laughs> stumble. <laughs> but. All right, y'all. Take number two. Welcome to the Keen Division Podcast. I'm here with my boy, Brayden Harris, together again. It's a rarity, it seems like, these days, but. Today we're doing another podcast. It's Commands of Christ number six, the Lord's Supper. Um, I'll speak for myself. I probably, before I was a Christian, looked over the Lord's Supper quite a bit. Didn't look at the importance of it. Um, didn't care about it. I mean, didn't really care about anything before I was a Christian. But yeah. once you learn the... I Sometimes I would go to church and, the, I don't know, the grape juice would be pretty good. Or, like, the, I don't know, the bread was pretty good sometimes. But, like, I, I always thought about... Like there was a couple churches that they would bring out the the big loaf, the the loaf for the real the real com- the real communion the real fellowship time and I'm like I knew that this it was a, about a smack this is when a they bought Sunday the big bread this is a great <laughs> Sunday to show up with the bread the <laughs> loaf no that's uh I mean usually when we look at the Lord's Supper we just think of the bread we think of the grape juice and it's very this episode can very seem very like not important compared to love one another, abide and obey, right? But there is importance in this. There's a reason why we put it in the thing. It's not our curriculum, but there's mm-hmm. a reason it's in the curriculum. There's a reason Jesus talks about it. Um, so we're going to talk about it because Jesus talks about it. So, Braden, you want to read the command or what you want? Yeah, I'm, uh, oh, I'm on the story. story. You're the story. I'm on the story. Yep. So then why did I why did I turn the, to the command then? That's crazy. Matthew 28, or Matthew 26, 26, 26, verse 26 through 28, it says, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. That is the command. Break the bread, drink the blood. What does this mean? Let's hear a bit. Let's, let's go into some detail, bro. All right. So, um, the story portion is going to come from Luke 22, seven through 20. And it says, Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of of the house, the teacher asks, where's the guest room? where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, 
I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Good stuff. Great stuff. So, again, this is very important. This is, let's give you a little context here. This is the day of Gethsemane, right? And the Gethsemane was the night before his crucifixion. So this is taking place evening time, four, five, six, right? Yes. Then he goes from here. Then they retreat into the garden where he was sorrowful to the point of death. Then the authorities come, and that's when Peter cuts off his ear. And then to his crucifixion. So this is his last, I mean, that's why it's also known as the Last Supper. Yeah. This is his last teaching moment, his last, like, civil thing mm-hmm. he does yeah so we need to look at this with some severe like like let's analyze yeah this. and we also need to um look at this deep because um i know that there is a time um i don't know which gospel it talks about it in but jesus talking about um that we need to drink of his blood and there was a huge gr- crowd gathered there and they all left and they all dipped out after having that, um, having him preach that. Um, so it shows just the importance of that to him in saying that. That obviously, um, he this is an important point that we need to know, or he obviously wouldn't have, um, you know, said something that would cause such a reaction out of people if it wasn't needed. No, for sure. So I'll start off. What do we learn about God here? That's what we do on the Kingdom Vision podcast. What do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? First, God, Jesus, because he is God, right, clearly says that this is the breaking of his body. Um, verse 19, he took bread and when he gave, when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this and remember to me. So that's the first thing is that somehow this is in connection to a future, somehow in, in connected with Jesus' body. Likewise, with the cup, the wine, this is somehow in connected with the blood. So that's the first thing I see. Second thing is it's before the crucifixion, like I just said. So there's some connection with, like there's an analogy he's trying to get to the disciples here, right? He said, this is my body that will be broken. Yes. Blood that will be spilled Mm -hmm. before the crucifixion. He's trying to tell them like this, like I'm about to go to the cross and there's going to be a new covenant formed. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's alliteration. It's a, it's, but his disciples had no idea. And that's another crazy thing is that he's sitting here talking and then he's he's telling them about the crucifixion that's coming, but yeah. there's no way they had any idea of what it was. Yeah. Or what. And uh, I, I like to point out um, this, one, this one thing that stuck out to me is that he took time. Uh, I think it says in verse 15, it says that uh, he reclined with them so he Mm. took time to recline with the disciples before suffering um so that means that uh, we should take time to recline and break bread with him when we are struggling when we're about to go through something um he took that time and made it of importance 
Um, and I think that's, a, it's, he's also showing us the example of, of a preparation for, for suffering. And, um, you know, he is the bread of life. So whenever we're dealing with something, we go straight to him. Um, and we go to him with that. Um, and, and that just really stuck out to me from that part. What I like is verse, uh, 20, 20 says, and likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup is poured out for you. So this cup is poured out for you. This is blood, this, this, this analogy, right? Is the new covenant in my blood? What is the new covenant? We're talking about like the new covenant, old covenant. What does that mean? The old covenant was what God did with Moses when he formed the Ten Commandments. He formed the covenant with the Israelites. And that was God associating with man at that time so this new covenant is god like Braden says a lot is he wasn't coming to up in the law he wasn't coming to you know change the law he came to fulfill the law yes so the law was the old covenant so what is this new covenant it was refers to the blood right so if you look at what saves us this mm. new covenant it clearly says his blood so if you look at like what this idea of like we are saved, we are renewed, we are washed clean, it is the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. that is the atonement for our sins. So if Jesus didn't go, the cross and the crucifixion is the atonement for our sins. Yes. And this gets into something like, like Mormons believe that the atonement happened in the garden, mm. right? Or some I've heard somebody say that, oh, like if they don't know about the crucifixion, they can still be saved through Jesus. The whole story, like all, like him, be, yeah. like Jesus being obedient yeah. from you know a child mm -hmm. to thirty three, mm -hmm. is was required for him to go to the cross. Yeah. But our hope is in the blood yeah. that I don't know if that's yeah. Well, it, you know, you see it very plainly that obviously, if you believe in Jesus, like we get led to Jesus, and Jesus leads us to this. So Jesus is he's leading them and showing them like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. This is the new covenant guys. Like, this is what you must believe in. This is what you must do. And it's going to be his blood. Um, like you said, that's going to be, um, the atonement for our sins. So Jesus is, is calling out the importance of this. Um, and obviously he's, he's doing that through, um, which I, I love this part about it is that, Jesus does things for symbolic remembrance. You know, we can do things, physical things throughout our day that can cause us to have a, a, a symbolic remembrance of that. You know, say um, like I, I there was a friend that I, I know he, he cleaned his room and he felt like that it was this it was a very profound moment for him because he started cleaning these things up and he realized there was things inside of him that needed to be cleaned. And in that same way, Jesus showing us that, you know, literally breaking literal bread and, uh, you know, drinking literal wine or now grape juice um, for that. That's a that's a good way to remember just what those two things mean in the spiritual realm. We're doing this in the physical to remember what's in the spiritual. And I, I like how you said it's symbolic because like, let's just be honest. We have a lot of friends. We have a lot of people who listen to us who may be attending Catholic churches, right? I have all the love in the world for people. Like, you can be a Christian in the Catholic church. This idea of, like, there's a big, like, 
big butting of heads, right? The main thing, like, I, I encourage people to know is what your Catholic Church says about things. The Catholic Church says that somehow through communion, which is, people call it the Lord's Supper, communion, there's a lot of different words, but through the, you know, taking of the wafer and the drinking of the wine, that somehow through the elements, there we receive grace through that, right? Mm -hmm. That is what the Catholic Church believes. And you look at the text that Jesus is doing this, but he said, what is the new covenant? His blood. So that's why we say we are saved by grace through faith yeah. alone. Yeah. In that, kind of like our talk about baptism, this does nothing for us. It is symbolic. Mm -hmm. But there's it's, so when you say there's the words, there's there's power in it because it it well, first off, there's power in it just because Jesus says to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's enough anyway. But it's also in this, uh, you get a physical uh, knowing and a physical of the remembrance and. You get to remember what he did and you get to, I, I just love looking at, you know, that the wine. I love looking at that and thinking, you know, that this is the blood, the blood that was shed, you know, dripping blood and what that looked like. You know, it's, it's, it wasn't fake blood that he, that he bled. It was, it was real blood and we need to remember and that. It says, do this in remembrance of me. It never says that this is something that adds righteousness to us, that is, adds salvation to us. Which, like, like I know, Braden, we don't really talk about the Catholic Church much. We kind of did. But, like, I think it's important to address things like the baptism. Things mm -hmm. like, these are foundational truths of the Catholic Church that has billions of members worldwide. worldwide. Mm -hmm. And they're teaching people that somehow this adds righteousness. Mm -hmm. That somehow they can receive righteousness yeah. from God outside of of the cross outside mm. of their faith that they can get it yeah. from something that's just sad. I'd like to, I'd like to say plainly that that devalues the cross if you're saying that that is not enough that his blood wasn't enough and that there's something that you have to do then you're devaluing what he did for you already yeah, it was finished it's the finished work of Calvary it's already it's it's finished his blood was shed and it it doesn't become less shed it doesn't become this or that it's there. It's it's as real as as ever, and it always will be. And uh, the new covenant is will always stand until he returns, obviously. But the new covenant will always stand. And if you're adding on to these things, then really you're taking away from the power and what Jesus did. And you're saying this wasn't enough. I have to do something. Romans, <clears throat> oh son of a gun. Romans five. It's very clear, and this is kind of a, I wouldn't say a tangent, but I'm going to just wrap up this last point with it. Romans 5, 6. Uh, so, sorry for the long pause. So, verse Romans 5, verse 9. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. What are we saved by? His blood. So mm. that's the right last last I'll say about it. The new covenant is the work of the cross, which is received by grace through faith. And you you know what's interesting that I would like to point out is how we got to talk about this through the Lord's Supper. Mm. How often when we talk about the Lord's oh bread and wine. Yeah, mm. I do it. Yeah, I go to church, we do it. I go to, but we're talking about blood, how we're justified. We're talking about this all from the mm. topic of the Lord's Supper when yeah. the longest time I overlooked it. I just thought that was kind of cool. It yeah, kind of came it, to me. It, it is. And 
um actually how deep these topics run absolutely and you know you look at it and really the we're supposed to really be in this mindset continuously but i can tell you from my perspective that um the church i go to actually does communion every day i mean every sunday um and it's very it's very powerful for me because if I'm going there and I'm and I'm just going through the motions, it really sits me down and goes and and it brings me to this back to this remembrance of his blood and what and that his finished work was enough for me. Um, so it's powerful in that it's still powerful and um, it's such an amazing thing uh, to do. Yeah, so I think that's a good segue into like the questions. Talking about like you you mentioned something you said making sure you're in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. First off, if you do it symbolically, you would think that that would lessen the power. Like if it's required, that means it's there's more importance, but it kind of has the opposite effect. I mean, you think about it logically, like if something's a work, you take the love out of it and it's a mm-hmm. have to, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... You, if you if you do something out of remembrance, out of love, wow, you're in the right. You 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 are doing this in remembrance of him, out of all, out of love. All of a sudden, when you're doing it the Catholic route, you have to do it. It takes the love out of it, which seems off. Like if it's required, you would think it'd have more importance. It's weird how that works, but look at the mindset. It's First Corinthians eleven. Um, let me turn there real quick. It sure. talks about the mindset of how we're supposed to take the lord's supper um when i first the first time i've done communion was probably february or march since you know becoming a christian so that was i got saved february 2020 the first time i did it was february 2021 because covid i didn't really go to church you know whatever Mm -hmm. that was when i did communion for that first time i was like actually impacted and actually was like pretty um, jaw dropping about the power when you actually are, you know, grasping the weight of what um, the Lord's Supper is. But it says in First Corinthians eleven twenty seven, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself, then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. It says, examine your heart. Mm. When you eat the bread, I, you can't say anything, examine yourself. Like, am I eating this out of um, being dull, dull-minded? Am yeah. I, or am I eating this out of awe and reverence for the body and the work of Christ? Mm. Yes. Oh, I love that. And, and I see that in... Uh, and this is something that someone brought up to me was uh, just in his normal in America, in our normal meals, um, we'll a lot of times we'll do something to uh, kind of attain our our viewership, our gratification. Like we'll get we'll get our food and then we'll go watch the movie so we can have something to enjoy while we're doing that. And um, he was just kind of speaking about how how he was doing his best to remember um Christ each time he ate and it was very powerful for me because I realized and now I'm like that's literally what I do all the time you know and it's this time that eating you can you can really think about the Lord and and uh so obviously that's it's not exactly the same but it does speak to that um and whenever you take communion 
where's your heart at? Where, like, is your, are you in awe and reverence to God or is your mind too, too just stuck in your own ways and stuck in your own wants that you don't even, you don't even remember him. You know, you don't remember what he did for you already. You look at the, um, this is off topic. Just a thought. Did Jesus call the bread of life? Yeah. When we eat food, bread. Yeah. What, what happens? We get hungry again. When we drink water, we get mm-hmm. thirsty again. But the bread of life is an eternal yeah. satisfaction. And it's interesting how that works because what happens when you don't eat? You then, you know, starve. You don't eat for a couple of days, you get more hungry. If you mm-hmm. don't eat for 40 days, you'll go hungry. If you don't drink, you'll die. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How much more relatable is that to our spiritual lives? Mm-hmm. Sheesh, right? Absolutely. Like he's like he is to, in the, if you look at the um, Samaritan woman in the, uh, I'm sorry. woman at the well. Yeah. yeah. River flowing water. You yeah. will never thirst again. Yes. It's funny. And you mentioned this on one of our last mm-hmm. podcasts. You said river of water. You did it. What was that? That swept up in the, uh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that was, a, that a pretty good one. But he, he refers to himself at towards the elements and it's not just elements, but elements that are required for life, food and water. Yes. He is that. Yeah. Oh turned. man. That's so good. That's so good. But I mean, we'll, I think we should just wrap this up with the yeah. questions. Uh, and I would, I feel like, kind of God just kind of wanted me to say this too that uh and it was off of what he was saying just that he he is showing um you know like like you were just saying obviously this is just a hair off topic but you know how he's the living water and he's the bread he is saying that he is the two elements that we are the means to live by these are the only things that we have to live by um, you know, we can go with a lot of things, but we can't go without water and we can't go without food and it's just impossible. And he's saying that the, he, he himself is the only way, the only means by which to live by. Come on, pastor. Give me that good word. <laughs> so what is the Lord's supper? Let's end it with what it is. First Corinthians eleven twenty six. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. When we eat the bread and when we drink the blood, we are proclaiming the death and resurrection of Jesus until he returns again. That's what it is. Wow. And it is, I mean, I'll read it again because you can't say it any better. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That's what the Lord's Supper is. Why do we take it? 1 Corinthians 23 through 25. For I receive the Lord... What I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink the bread of the cup, I mean, I'm sorry, as long as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So the point is, why do we do it? This is Paul writing, Jesus did it before he went to the cross. And he mm. said, do this in remembrance for me. It's it's a lot simpler. We A lot of times, I'm guilty of this. We read the Bible looking for these, oh, like, I need answers. I need mm. answers. Well, how much simple, how simple and powerful of an answer is it? Jesus said to do it, so you do it. Mm. Like, you're not going to get some philosophical, theological, like, oh, wow, that changed my life, right? Jesus says, do this, so we do it. It's kind of simple, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, and I think we've we've kind of come to that a few times on this series that, you know, many of the things that you do, it's like, he did it. 
you know, let's just do it too. Like, you know, why not? And, um, and he just shows the importance in everything and it's without being too overly complicated. It's so simplistic and he's, and he's so easy for us to, to reach and to understand so often, but that's all I got, brother. That's all I got, too. Well, God bless. Uh, thank you for joining. Anything else? Congrats on whoever won the stuff. Yeah, congrats. We don't know who it is yet. Shout out to y'all. But, yeah, that's all I got. All right.